Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Woke up this morning and got yourself a good Mama always said you'd be the chosen one, she said. You're one in a million, you've got to burn to shine. But you were born under a bad side with a blue moon in your eye. Yeah. Woke up this morning. Ha ha. Got yourself a gun. <laughs> Got yourself a gun. Me with a blue moon in your eye. I can't stop singing it. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's been weeks. I don't know what to do with myself anymore. I have to. I, I, I'm not certainly not going to stop watching The Sopranos. And I can't stop watching the intro theme song. I've been listening to it on Spotify. That's great. <laughs> it's sickness. Okay, that Welcome is a little seven. bit weird. I was going to defend you up until listening to, I listen it to it on I listened to it on Spotify three times this morning. <laughs> so you love Alabama it. three. What's up? Welcome, Eddie. Eddie's also here. I'm sorry. I got too excited about The Sopranos, so I immediately want to start screaming about The Sopranos. Yes. Like it's 2004 all over again. <laughs> it's my. It's one of the best shows. I just I just been, I just been. rewatched it over quarantine, the whole thing. It's so good. Oh, it's so you're, it's fresh in your mind, Eddie. That's perfect. It is. It is very fresh in my mind. And it's so good. It, it just blows my mind how funny it is every single time. It is it's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Not to mention it changed television. I watched it, I want to say... Uh, with since having children, but probably not since the pandemic. So that puts me at like one and a half to three years ago. It's relatively fresh in my mind. It's still, it's like, and I'm so glad because obviously I went through life not seeing in color, you know, until I saw The Sopranos and then I suddenly realized, oh my, this is what everybody has been talking about. This is why everyone <laughs> talks about the end of The Sopranos. Oh my God. When I when we watched the end of The Sopranos, I, Gideon probably still remembers how loud I screamed. I was just like, that's the last episode. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's it's fresh enough in my mind that I feel like extremely powerful emotions every time I watch the uh, Many Saints of Newark trailer, which I have now watched many times. Very I'm excited. Very excited. How do we feel so about spoilers excited. about Sopranos? It's been over a decade. <laughs> <laughs> this is tough, though, because on the one hand, I it's feel like tough. on the show we do... Give spoiler. Jackie just gave a great spoiler for 
what movie were we talking about from like the seventies recently? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's just certain times. <laughs> what's you, in the you, box? You hit, you hit a point. You, we know what's in the box. We know what a lot of the movies happened in the seventies. You know, it's like it just it happens. I am watching. So I'm watching The Sopranos right now. I know. I think I've sprinkled this into a couple of episodes, but I've been watching The Sopranos for. Uh, it is Jeffrey's first time watching The Sopranos, and my hundred millionth time watching The Sopranos. And I think that I've talked about this on here before of like the east coast west coast thinking of like i never thought about this before because it was like i don't understand i'm not usually one of those people of you haven't seen it yeah but with this i feel like everyone i knew watched this show and i think it is an east coast versus west coast thing and i'm not saying i know that it's very general thing to say but i was just obsessed with the mafia. And I think maybe growing up in New York or Jersey, or I think that that does change your thinking about it because some people don't have them up on a pedestal the way I think people that were raised in Queens do. <laughs> and I'm very connected. Like I th- I'm, very, I'm, I'm very interested in all of it. And The Sopranos is just such a good show. And watching it for the first time through the, the beautiful eyes of a newborn babe has <laughs> been such a delight. And it makes me so, like, I just, sometimes I try not to, like, watch his reaction um, because sometimes things just come out of nowhere. Yeah. And I love it. I, I just, I know that this is late, but I, I don't have talking TV anymore. And you guys have to hear me talk about it. I'm obsessed with The Sopranos all over again. So where are you? Season five, episode eight. Nice. And we are, so we're thick in it. And I said to Jeff last night, what are we going to do when The Sopranos is over? He's like, it's just a television show. <laughs> but I I know it's just a television show. And I guess, uh, I don't know if I can do The Wire again. R.I.P. Can we say it? I know. Oh. Can we just say I am I'm actually genuinely very upset I, about Michael I, J. Williams. like, started crying, like, immediately. Like, I don't usually do that for celebrity deaths. But I was just like, man, this one hits so fucking hard he was so brilliant and like you know the everything you ever saw him do outside of acting was all was like as brilliant as everything he ever did like all these videos of him dancing like you know, i had dancing no idea he was a singer and a dancer yeah oh, like yeah just like a, a a beaming light of a presence it just is such a Terrible, terrible loss. Yeah, no, it's definitely reminiscent of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Devastated for honestly the projects that we could have gotten. Yeah. Like that is where I'm. De- and also like what a like a black queer icon as well yeah. from Omar and the Wire and like and he's done so Not just much that work. Lovecraft Country. Oh yeah. my God, so good. Yeah, no, he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable as a queer icon, and I, I, I he's greatly he was so important. He like normalized it in a community that normally doesn't normalize that sort of thing, you know. And so he, he was so important, and he was so talented. Everything he did, if he was in something for five minutes, like The Road. Have you guys ever seen The no, Road? No, I haven't God. seen The Road. Yes, and also the Sopranos episodes. He's in two Sopranos episodes, and he that is? was like his first big break. Yes, and he's the one that's watching um, uh, Little Jackie. 
well, like right around the time when he was dating Meadow. Oh, wow. And I'm not going to, uh, no spoilers, but he has to go away for a bit and he's staying with uh, Michael K. Williams. That's right. Uh, with the daughter who's really, really smart. And he's like, yeah, I teach her things. Like, I know that we live in the projects, but like, we're tr I'm trying to get her out of the projects. And like, little Jackie has that like relationship with her, like, of like with his little daughter. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm getting way too into Sopranos right now. Um, <laughs> But Michael gave, but like even just a small bit part that he brought so much to, and he was just, everyone says that he was not only so good on set to everyone that he worked with, but also so good in the community in general yeah. uh, of, of the different organizations he not only created, but funded and he's, and was like hands on with them as well. Politicians were tweeting about it. It's just like, yeah, it's different, he was an, you know, an it's advocate and activist ever. I saw, I haven't, gone back and looked it up yet but everyone I saw people tweeting about like this episode because he's from East Flatbush at, in Brooklyn and there's this episode of um, with Anthony Bourdain where they're walking around Flatbush and people keep stopping Michael K. Williams not to be like you're a celebrity but to be like hey man like I know you from the neighborhood you know like he's he was just like a guy in the neighborhood you know like like and it's just so Incredible to think about Anthony Bourdain and Michael K. Williams walking around and just like chatting with people, you know. I mean, heroin? That's what they're saying it was? Like, how do you, and Philip Seymour Hoffman, the same thing. How are you such a good actor on heroin? You know, it, I couldn't imagine like spelling cat, you know, like while on heroin. He, he like, I just, it blows my mind. And now I really want to start watching. So, and I did not know about this show. He was, he just finished up the second season of the TV show Black Market for over on Vice um, with Michael K. Williams. And essentially it is, it's an episodic show where um, Viceland calls it like his most personal project to date, where he takes a look at underground economies in America and beyond. He meets people who are willing to break the law and risk everything they have just to get by. But while digging into the topics, Williams discusses his own issues with addiction, crime, and poverty. So he, it's like a mixture of him talking about oh, the, the issues of his past. And he just was about to finish the second season of it. And of course, now I got to start watching this. And so again, it's called Black Market. And I just, it's, it's hard and it's scary when you read about these things of like, man, no matter how much you can be an advocate and you can talk about your issues that it can't break what's inside of your brain and it can't get into that cycle no matter how like even knowing how many people are relying on you yeah and it it just devastates me that immediately when I read it and I was like, it can't be just the drugs. So like, is that just how they're spinning it? Cause of course they're like, we found his bot, like the nephew found his body, but with, with drug paraphernalia around. Well, it's like, all right, well, what does that mean? That could also just meet a bomb. Right. Yeah. At, you know, at this point, you never know with the media. And of course it hasn't come back yet, but this one hit me really fucking hard. Hit so, so hard. And yeah, I mean the, why I feel like, the, the I have I actually do want to rewatch The Wire because when I first watched The Wire I was like this is the best TV show ever made I feel like I could now watch it with like a slightly more critical eye in terms of like I feel like David Simon has fallen from grace a little bit in my eyes but I think The Wire as a show is still like an incredible piece of you know of art and and culture and I feel like Michael K Williams was like central to that you know like I I, I he was really the reason just, everyone watched yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What happened so with dynamic. David Simon? 
I, I, I'm I'm ignorant to this. Oh, he nothing no, nothing in particular. It's not like he's like. It's just that I think that sometimes David Simon gets out ahead of his skis a little bit in terms of like speaking about the communities he portrays. Like I think that he does not quite gotcha. do the best job of being like I am a lim a, a writer with a you know limited perspective in my own experience and I can tell very good stories, but also it's like very important to listen to other people. And I can't even, there was like a couple of things specifically where there was like kind of people just being like, David Simon, perhaps you should just acknowledge like the limits of your own perspective. And he was not doing that, but you know, it's, but that's fine. You know, but my thing with, with the, it was good for me because I, I often am looking for, you know, heroes. And it's like, and, and I've read David Simon's uh, book called The Corner. I've never seen the show that he made, but the book was like incredible. It's like one, I, I absolutely loved it. And so I, I had really put him up on this pedestal of like, this is a guy who is like the only person who can tell these stories as well as he can. And so it's good for yeah. me to, to, as a, as a person who does that with art to just be like, art can be very good and made by somebody very talented, but also I don't have to like say that, it, you know, that person is, you know, good no matter what, and like worship them uncritically. You know, yeah, right? no, absolutely. absolutely. We can't do to him what we do to Oscar Isaac, which Ooh. I will say I have him firmly. I worship him pedestal. uncritically, <laughs> and really? I, he can do no wrong. <laughs> I can't not worship him. Why, Eddie? How do you feel about Oscar Isaac? I started off like completely in love with everything he did, and then recently he's kind of like gotten a little cheesy in my brain. I hear but, yeah. you know. But at the same time, he's great. It's undeniable. Ex Machina is his performance in that is one of the best I think I've ever seen. And, you know, I also love Annihilation. Oh, so good. And is Show Me a Inside Hero. Lillian Davis. Show Me yeah, a Hero. Show Me a is, Hero is so good. I, I think that's that's David Simon. Let me double check that. Um, I it is. It is. Yeah, it's yeah, also David yeah, yeah. Simon. Yeah. Another fantastic show. He was so, that was my first exposure to Oscar Isaac. Um, and I loved him. I loved that show. I thought it was great. And I didn't like have a boner for him at first during that show and then I think it was Ex Machina that did it for me which yeah. is weird because he's not especially hot in that either like it's just he, you know he's, he plays I, a weirdo I quake for him and I will say if there's one way to get your dune loving brother to be really upset it's to hump at the poster every time I see him on it at the AMC and I go yeah 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 yeah, gimme 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 between him and Zendaya Jason Momoa I mean Batista. you know why I'm going to go see dune and Henry has said I'm not allowed to see it with him he's like you're gonna so you're gonna horny all over <laughs> it and I don't want you to put your horny on my dune and he's like there's nothing horny about dune you need to stop there's I nothing horny about it you to like, put your horny on my dune is like a great <laughs> sentence by the way <laughs> sounds like dune's pretty horny to me the the poster you just described sounds like the horniest thing I've ever yeah, seen yeah the worm uh, is yeah. a big asshole you know what are we yeah. even talking about <laughs> There's spice all over the place, and there's like, like it's all run by like really. Oh God, if he heard this, he'd flip out. It's like all like a matriarchal thing where it's like run by these like this like forward seeing nun goddesses mm -hmm. of some sort. It's great. It's yeah. great. Zendaya is gonna be amazing. I'm very excited about it. Um, and Oscar Isaac, but of course, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about here. We are talking about. The kiss on the arm heard round the world. Mm. Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac mm. on the red carpet. Yes. Mamma mia. Yes, oh please. What a couple. 
I mean, one I know they're not a couple. That's not yes. a couple. But, they a couple. <laughs> <laughs> but this wow. is, I think it's great that they're married to other people because yep. Yep. if I was a spouse to either of them, I would be turned on by that too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, honestly, in how comfortable they are together and the fact that, honestly, like, they have played now love interests and so this is all, and I did not know about this, we'll talk about this in a second, scenes from a marriage, but they've also, they've worked together before. So they, they're friends. They went to well. college together. They went to college together. Yeah, like, they did these like are theater and college together. So, That's so you know how sweet. horny that gets. Yeah. <laughs> imagine doing, imagine anybody you did theater with in college together and looking at them like that, you know, like that's, <laughs> I did not have that relationship I didn't with have my that. fellow performers <laughs> in college, but nor do I have it 20 years later, but would that I did. Oh my gosh. Good lord. And of course, immediately you look it up and they're like, but they're married to other people. I know. But like, you, you can even see, and they're like, but they're holding hands as they walk down the red carpet. Oh, come on. It's, it makes for a great. Everybody's talking about this trailer press. that I didn't fucking know about. And I look at celebrity gossip every fucking day. So. It, this immediately brought it to the top of what everybody was talking about. It's great. They're very smart and they're very hot. Yes. Yeah. And hot people, I, I mean, it's a little bit spicier than you might want your spouse to be with somebody else. But also it's, it's again, I feel like <laughs> hot people who, especially actors who work very closely together, are like allowed to flirt and <laughs> look sultrally at each other, even people that they're not married to, and maybe kiss other people's arms. Again, I, I might feel deeply jealous if I if I was married to Oscar Isaac and he did that with Jessica Chastain. I also might be like, yeah, that's my husband, you know? <laughs> I feel like, like, I completely understand, and I wouldn't want, I don't think, my husband to do the same thing. But you have to remember, too, if you're looking at this Entertainment Tonight video, it is in slow motion. This happens very fast. Yes. And I think it's also the kind of thing of like, this wasn't in a, like a long glance of needing and lusting. <laughs> They're in the middle of taking a bunch of pictures. He does the thing. Like, it's like he just looks over at her as someone that he does love in a different way. Yeah. And maybe I've watched the video a lot. <laughs> and maybe I think about putting my face over Jessica Chastain's. And <laughs> maybe. And if I knew Photoshop, maybe I'd try to do it. But I don't. And that's for the best. <laughs> How do you not look at Jessica Chastain like that? She's an angel. Wow. She she's my celebrity crush. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Always has been. I can't get enough of her. She's so good. Take shelter. She was so beautiful Ooh. in that movie. Ooh. Oh, and Lawless. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's one of the few things Henry and I see eye to eye on. I think is our taste in women is very similar. Yeah. <laughs> All she did in response. To all of this video and everything, all of the hubbub was just September 12th with a devil smile, which also goes to show, and with a picture of Gomez kissing Morticia on the arm. Yes. Which, yeah, that's cute. It's a travesty that we can't see Oscar Isaac play Gomez Adams in live action. It's it so really crazy. Is. Why'd they make him fat? Gomez has never been fat. Why they make him fat? Uh, I know it's a cartoon, but it drove it drove me. He's a sex. I can't monster. watch it. I feel like I I, I just can't. Like I want to see him play it in real life. I don't want to see a cartoon version of him because he would do the smolder so well. Yes. Yeah, missed opportunity Absolutely. for it to not be live action. Uh, yeah. I love that Bette Midler is playing the grandma though. <sighs> 
I think that's such a fun casting for in the Adams family. It is very it is interesting with the, I like that Bette Midler pops up in the celebrity gossip every once in a while, but she essentially I didn't even include this because I don't want to go down the river of Bette Midler right now because <laughs> I love Bette Midler, but sometimes she's old and she's out of touch. And like no way. she I know, crazy. <laughs> she's in her fucking seventies or eighties. She tweets like she tweets like you're embarrassing, like like an embarrassing relative is on Twitter. You know, like that's yeah. How, and then she goes viral because she's Bet Midler, and everyone's like, "Oh, Bet Midler," and it's like, let the lady tweet. Well, she doesn't know what she's talking she about. She referenced Liz Estrada in the tweet in Texas. Yeah, of everything that's going because we're not even going to touch Texas right now. I screamed about it for a long time on um, the Twitch last night, but uh, she she. <laughs> said like like in Liz Estrada essentially let's just boycott sex then nobody gets sex in Texas until they change it I'm like that is a great 1972 take on this Bette Midler but yes exactly it it's is like, not presumes like <laughs> universal heterosexuality it's like punish it's actually like most men are also pro-choice it's just like there are a lot of academic takedowns you can do of this Bette Midler take but just let the lady tweet it's yeah. you know I'm like I'm not I don't have it in me to get mad at Bette Midler's tweets I saw everyone <laughs> getting mad at her and I was like we should point out that this is this is not the way to counter the, this is a bad suggestion by Bette Midler, but luckily Bette Midler is not able to make this a law, so it's fine. You know? Yeah. Also, in like the people who like sign the law, it's not like they're getting laid. Yeah. You know, like no, they, they, no, yeah. they certainly don't have to worry about it. And um, you know, well, I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm not gonna say what I was just gonna say. It was salty. Yeah. Um, but I am gonna say you guys should watch the scenes from a marriage trailer. Yes. Looks great. We have to talk about scenes from a marriage now. I'm all upset. I, I'm, I'm just, so upset. If you want to watch so it upset. and feel upset, watch the trailer for Scenes from a Marriage. Two beautiful people doing like a portrayal of, it's like Revolutionary Road, but better than the movie Revolutionary Road was. Just like a <laughs> devastating, devastating, realistic portrayal of like a marriage and crisis. It's very upsetting and very looks very, very good. What was the one that came out with Adam Driver a couple years ago? Ah, in, in, yes. Uh, marriage, marriage Story. Marriage Story, yeah. It seems it's like a much better good. Marriage Story. I liked Marriage Story, but this looks much but better. But I think scenes from a marriage, it seems like it's going to be a lot more grounded. I feel like that story was a very specific, like a, a marriage story was very specific to a very specific group of people. Yes, which, about writers I, I mean, in Hollywood. We <laughs> and yeah. we are all entertainers as well, so it's like I did, it did hit home in some aspects, but this seems to be just a slice of life of just Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac acting their fucking asses off. Yeah. And if they brought the energy that we saw in that little little video you on the red carpet you know and you know they fucking did yes i cannot wait it starts on september 12th it's going to be a limited series and i'm devastated already uh, i cried through the trailer and then i made jeff watch it and i cried and he's like <sighs> i just saw like the result <laughs> of his body I, like, I, I don't even yeah, want to ask gideon to yeah. watch it because gideon's gonna be like why do i have to watch this heartbreaking thing yeah i know like, you shouldn't watch it with someone you love no, yeah. but this is a problem. I'm gonna watch it alone. And then he's gonna come home from work and be like, "What do you do when you yeah. leave the house?" I'm gonna watch it. And I'm gonna get upset with my husband about what Oscar Isaac did. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's gonna be terrible for my marriage. I already know. And it's gonna be terrible. I watched Marriage for my Story marriage. alone, and I wanted to like Marriage Story was very good, but it also did drive me crazy because it's just in the genre of movies that are like about act Hollywood actors and writers, and I. 
love those people, but also I'm like, why is this the only story we seem capable of telling? I know why. But like that drove me crazy about Marriage Story. That's just like, what if we just told the really important story of what it's like to be an actor in a marriage with a kid uh, or a writer? I don't even remember. But like a fame, you know, what if what if? You know, what if we just told this very specific story uh, and acted like it was universally relatable? And but I had I watched it alone because I knew my husband wouldn't want to watch it. And now I'm going to watch this alone and I'm just going to identify with it, even if it doesn't have anything to do with my own marriage. It's going to be rough. <laughs> MJ, we got to figure out a time. We should just watch it together. We should. Over, like Zoom or something, because like I don't know if I can watch it. Sparta, I'll watch, watch it, it together you. and get mad you watch at our it, Eddie? All right, oh. all three of us watch it separately together. I like yeah. that because I don't want to watch it with Julie either. But yeah. I mean, I want to see it also because it's. A remake of Igmar Bergman's miniseries. Yeah. So you know it's going to be all existential and weird and kind of trippy. Yeah. And so I'm I'm very excited for that too to see that how they work that in there. Interesting. Because I'm a lo- I love Bergman. Oh, and especially them trying to get their like the fuel back in their relationship makes me think of when Eddie and I went to go see Blue Valentine together. Oh God, (laughs) what a disaster that turned out to be! What a disaster! You guys saw that together? Yeah, I was fresh out of a three-year relationship too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, was and I was miserable in my own. So then we watched this, and we're I'm just like. Was that when we lived together? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then we went to go see Blue Valentine and it was just depre- just so depressing. It's still <laughs> one of my depressing nights that like I'll put it on and just be like, I need to feel I've definitely never watched it again, but I remember every second of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> So good, man. Watching it's you know what really what it is. It's watching these like platforms for two amazing actors to act their asses off. I love and it show. just I love it. Like it, it, like it makes me think. It, it harkens back to my love of watching plays, yeah. honestly, because it really is of like, yeah, get into that character meat. Ooh, I want to feel it, and that's why I'm obsessed with The Sopranos. And then every time after we're done with an episode, we'll talk about like the arc of. James Gandolfini's character in it and like how he's so different from like the first episode and how it just slowly changes over time and I feel like Edie Falco never got the praise she deserved even though she definitely did she was so fucking she amazing won. as Carmella She's she won so. Emmys. She won I but she's amazing. She got like three TV shows afterwards. And I was gonna say she went on to have an absolutely incredible career afterwards. So I think she did okay. I, know. I love her so much, though. I love her so much. Do you ever see Sunshine State? Great independent film where she plays uh, a Florida lady trying to like survive in Florida, which is it's really unbelievable. that sounds great. <sighs> yeah, it's really. Edie good. Falco it's holds really it down hard forever. I love it. I got to stand next to her at a nightclub one time, and I was like, "Oh, really?" So I'm just so happy because she was she was she's friends with Amy Schumer, and so oh. they all came her they all came down to the comedy cellar one night, and then I was just standing next to her while Amy was on stage. And I'm just like looking at what she's laughing. I was like, "Is she happy? Is she having a good time? Can we get her a drink?" I never spoke to her, but I was just like smiling the whole time. You know, the Sopranos theme scared. song going over and over in my head. Man, I'll tell you one thing about Sopranos. I always feel whenever like her and Tony like have sex or anything, I always like can't watch. I gotta look away. It's like their private time. It's, I don't want to. It's like watching my parents have sex. I really feel that way. I'm just like, 
And yet, though, I talk about this, that there are so many times when I'm like, man, James Gandolfini, I've never been sexually attracted to. But Tony Soprano, every once in a while, it's like, you see that sociopathic, like, charm of, of him. Of you're like, that's why you're able, you got to where you got to, because you put on that little impish grin, and you're like, ooh, oh, and then you're going to call me a C word? I almost said it. Um, this <laughs> well, and watching watching the many saints of Newark, like I am just reminded. This is such a little detail, but I'm just reminded of how good the accent work is. Like, yeah. uh, like, and and the and Edie Falco. I feel like thinking, and what made me think of it is her being a you know playing a Florida woman. But like how everyone's accent is just so on point. And sometimes they're like, they're not exactly subtle, but they are like, they're not cartoonish either. They're just so, it's just such a little detail that as soon as I started watching the trailer for The Many Saints of Newark, I was like, oh yeah, like everyone has the most awesome like Jersey accent that is just so well done and so real, you know? Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. And it's going to be Michael Gandolfini, yes, the son of James Gandolfini, if you haven't looked at this trailer yet, who's playing James Gandolfini as a younger person. And I I can't even imagine that. Like, he's like, I, he sat and watched all the Sopranos. He worked on the dialect work. He worked with acting coaches. Like, go for this young man. Can't and imagine. How difficult that must be. Like, I, even if you don't give a shit about the Sopranos, like, just watch the trailer and think of like he's got to step into his adored father's shoes. Not only his adored father's shoes, but his adored father's character shoes. That's it's, so yeah. many layers. It's very moving to watch the trailer for that reason too, because it's just you. You think like, what would it be like for this kid to just have to watch hours and hours and hours studying his late father so? closely and like set like a the most one of the most famous acting performances of all time yeah and you know it's just so moving and so loaded to think of him taking this on and it's like you know and and to think that it that for him you know he said it felt like this like opportunity to connect with his father but also that he like mostly just like wanted to do respect by the story uh, you know to do right by the story um it's just like it's so i mean there's not i don't think i can think of a single role you know in modern <laughs> culture that is like as revered as tony soprano you know yeah i don't know if this has ever happened before either i mean it seems like it should have at some point but no one has ever played their like father before have they like or like their mother or like i don't know i I don't think I've ever seen it. And it's it's very impressive. I'm trying to think of like 
I just, I, man, I just felt like I could see the physical Rolodex in my mind, just like <laughs> flap, 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 of like celebrity parents and uh, children. Where I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, has Liza Minnelli ever played Judy Garland before? <laughs> yeah. and, like, I, like, I'm trying to think of like, right. that must have happened at some point. It was like right? family acting together, but never taking on the same role, I don't think. Yeah, like, and like I think Paper especially cool, with but. with like a Ooh, yeah. with like so the James Gandolfini's death being so tragic and so early, you know, I feel like it's not only just I think there's maybe there's been like movies where it's like flashbacks or cutaways or whatever where you might like utilize a family, but like to have to have it be a an actor playing their father's character, but also that it's not just their father's character, but it's that their father is so tragically like not here, you know, at such a young age is such is like so much a part of the the weight of watching it, yeah. you know. And he found him. He's the one who found him. So that's also insane. Yeah, really. it's you all know, just. It's, it, it, <laughs> I'm just so I'm I'm sad of all of it. I mean, it does always make me think of the last meal James Gandolfini ate. I oh I I think that it is, uh, although very very devastating in many ways, it is one of my favorite stories of looking into what Gandolfini ate in Rome of his last meal and when he died. I think he died at the table. No, if I, I oh maybe that maybe I'm, I'm sure misremembering. It was in his um it was in his hotel room. Oh okay. So it's like but he had eaten like two servings of fried prawns, a bunch of foie gras. They and I'll never wild. forget because he sat down and he ordered a pina colada with two additional shots of rum on the side and then drank it all really fast and then immediately down two beers in sitting down at the table. I was like Damn, that's how you start the yeah. meal. Woo! I would have just loved to have one meal. Can I get a yeah. pina colada with shrimp inside of it, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it when it's uh, fishy. I want to make it more prawny, Kathy. But I kind of want to make my signature drink a pina colada with two additional shots of rum on the side. I think that's really awesome. Gotta have a floater. Yeah. Gotta have a floater. <laughs> oh my God. Florida floaters, baby. I can't remember, honestly, the last time I took a shot of rum. Am I, is this something that I'm missing? Do I need to get into rum in if my 30s? If it's good Eddie, rum. didn't you get into rum? I'm, I'm, I got into rum. I only drink whiskey <laughs> and rum. I like a good dark rum. Uh, I recently did shots of rum uh, and it was surprisingly delicious. But you can't get shitty rum. You have to spend the money. That's the thing with rum. You can't. If you get Captain Morgan, you're just going to... You're just gonna puke all night, but if you yeah. spend if you if you spend like forty bucks on a bottle, you'll you'll get some nice rum. All right, I'll get some nice rum. You've convinced Papa's Pilar, me. Papa's Pilar, the Ernest Hemingway rum from Key West. I love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. all right, Papa's Pilar. We'll get us some Papa's Pilar. We have a dark and stormy, right? That's rum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dark and stormy. I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about uh about mixed drinks anymore. But there's um a lot I do know about ice cream. I'm sorry. Smize cream. And if we don't talk about the smize cream, I think I'll throw up everywhere. I'm sure that I brought this up before that Tyra Banks, yes, the craziest bitch to still be on our television screen, has creating, is launching a new ice cream line called Smize Cream, which I think is very interesting as someone that if you have not listened to me read all of Model Land over on the Patreon, I highly recommend that you check it out. It's absolutely batshit, then you, uh, you don't have to buy 
the book. I do not recommend you reading it on your own. I'd it rather is very read bad. the Bible. Than <laughs> yeah, I did it. But I did it. I did it all by myself. That should be your next audio book club, Jackie, the Bible. The Bible. That's a great idea. Let's see. It's like, you know what? Never read it. It's time to jump in with I would love to hear your commentary on the Bible. I would be... I think I'd get canceled pretty fast. And <laughs> you like would turn in, in so a way horny. It's already quite horny, so it would be but you would your commentary. Is it horny? Oh, the Bible? Yeah. yeah. Jesus married a prostitute. Oh. Do they get it? Is it like slash fiction? Like They're always laying that? with each other and killing killing people who lay in with their own. It's like you complete know. confession. I know nothing about the Bible. <laughs> I don't oh know anything God. about it. Pick it up. It's a... <laughs> all right. Okay. It's Light very popular. Reading. It's very Let's popular. slap it Pick on. It <laughs> Why start reading Nine Perfect Strangers when you can read the Bible instead? I don't I like the Bible, but the sequel isn't as fun. You know, it kind of oh, jumps the Bible to literally <laughs> bitches on the boat. Yeah, when Jesus walks on water, he literally jumps the shark. <laughs> is Revelation considered the shoes? sequel to the Bible? Yes, yeah, yeah. Any the New Testament and the Old Testament is how uh, I refer yes, to it. The, the Old Testament, that's the Jewish one, and then mm. the sequel, the Christians just lose us all. I should start calling the, the Christian Bible the Bible too. I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll go over well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah especially yeah. No, I mean we're in the middle of Rosh Hashanah right now, right? Yeah, yeah. We're happy so, Tosh- Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Yes, yeah. yes. Model, to I you and fun, yours. I had some fun uh, model the model land jokes. I was just, uh, do you, do they ride the uh, the tilt a hurl? Yeah, oh. model land. Yeah. The emotional roller coaster. It's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it certainly is, especially now that Tyra Banks is trying to get people to eat Smize cream Ugh. when she is openly fat phobic. And I don't. It's like, why would the fuck would I ever buy your ice cream, you crazy woman? Yeah, it's a weird choice, especially right because I'm afraid there's going to be so- all sorts of like terrible things in it to make it like low calorie, and I just don't need somebody else to make. Ice cream. Also, the flavor that Lionel Richie and her are making. I'm sorry. It sounds exactly like a miracle dream. This is the thing. So these $13 pints, by the way, $13 for a pint. For a pint. Of Tyra Banks' Ben & Jerry's is five. Yeah. Yes. And even that, sometimes I'm like, ooh, we're getting the nice ice cream today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's... I'm a trash person. I'm, I'm aware of that. I'm fully aware of that. But, so she's teaming up with Lionel Richie to create a smize cream called All Night Love. Number one, not the name of the song. All I do wonder if love. she, no. because All Night Long, yeah, I guess that that's, an, that's a weird name to call ice cream, but isn't All Night Love an equally? Yeah. No, yeah, and it's not an ice cream, cream pun. Like, it should be like All Night, cone. I don't know, Cone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, something. Uh, All Cone I, Long? All yeah. night lump, lumps of chocolate. You, you eat it all night long. You take a scoop. I mean, only thing is, yeah. she hates fat people. A good way to keep them skinny is charge thirteen dollars for a fucking bite. That'll certainly <laughs> make me eat less. And what I don't understand, so this is like they're like, oh my god, so that we can interact with fans on the Lionel Richie Smize Cream. There is a QR code that links to videos featuring, I don't, like, this is like, uh, this is, I feel like this is code in my brain. So there's a QR code that links to videos featuring Lionel Richie and Tyra Banks, as well as an illustrated version of the Hello Crooner that comes alive via augmented reality 
What does that mean? I don't get this because augmented reality, like how, where is he coming into my augmented reality? Is he coming like, out of the ice cream? What, like like help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope? Like, because augmented, like, okay, I understand that like Pokemon Go was augmented reality because I'm like looking at the screen and I see like my a Pokemon's in my house, but like, I just don't understand how I'm supposed to sit with this $13 pint uh of ice cream that is, again, I think modeled exactly after American Dream, uh, which is the best ice cream flavor, so hard to beat. And you're going to sit there, you're going to take out your phone, you're going to do the, the QR code, and then on your phone, an image of Lionel Richie and Tyra Banks is going to, like, augment the pint container? Like, where is, where, how is that augmented reality and not just a video? I just don't understand what are they augmenting and how. Yeah, who is this for? We don't need this. That's a, you know, doing QR codes, that's a young man's game. This is, this is a, an ice cream made for widows. You know, like. It is. So then they're like, Lionel Richie's going to be in my house. Yeah, get him in my house. And you just like, but also just imagine like a version of Lionel Richie where it's just like, get out of here. It makes me think of like when Henry kept doing the Instagram stories of like the dancing hot dog with the headphones on that you could mm-hmm. augmented reality with the filter, put him in your house. And Henry would just be like, get out of here. Leave me alone. And scream at it, which is what I feel like I'm going to have to do to Lionel Richie when he comes bursting out of my ice scream <laughs> i can't wait till they do uh scenes from a marriage <laughs> yes if it oh, was an augmented reality Ritchie. version of lionel richie and tyra banks doing scenes from a marriage on the pint of ice cream <laughs> that would be worth 13 dollars <laughs> That I would, I would do. Be, yeah. That or if he was like sculpting Tyra's face when he's do like in the Hello Music video. Remember when he's he's blind, but he's making no, she's blind and she's making the weird um, clay face of Lionel Richie. Or yeah. is I the only one that watched the Hello Music? No, video no, 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 no. Times? That's very popular. Yeah, but yeah, that'd be great to making the clay. But it's ice cream. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like ice cream. It's, it's, it's dripping, and you're like, "But I paid thirteen dollars." Wait, no, don't put your hands on my ice cream. Oh my god, two pints is a quart, so a quart is twenty six dollars before tax. Also, are they selling this at the bodega, or am I ordering it? Is it shipping in dry ice? How Christides, do I get it? Christides, probably. I Christides. imagine anywhere probably. like high end grocery stores, probably. I imagine. Really, I gotta. I mean, I well, don't live near any high They're sending them limit two per box. You can only buy two of the all-night loves. Thank you very much. Too much and demand. Also, it's just the the names of these are, I feel like the names of these ice creams, it's just Tyra Banks like, don't defy me. <laughs> because Eddie, I don't know if you know this, but she claims to have written all of Model Land completely on her own. I believe and it. I thought that that was bullshit <laughs> until I read it. And I read how many mistakes there were. And I was like, no one even like, I don't even think anybody proofread this. I think that they just put it out. But it's just like, uh, I just, purple cookie monster and me. Was it like- <laughs> She's a crazy person. I'm terrified of Tyra Banks. I shouldn't even say this. Was it six gags over Tragic Mountain? <laughs> what was that? 
Six gags over Tragic Mountain. I'm just trying to find a roll, a, a puns for Model Land. I'm sorry. Oh, Model Land. My brain, I'm like, I don't even know. I the just, horny bobs. She is. <laughs> the problem is that nobody remembers Model Land, even though Model Land is the craziest thing to have. She thought it was going to be the next Harry Potter. And Eddie, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but she created a Model Land the place inside of an abandoned mall, I believe in Santa Monica, and it was supposed to open three weeks after the pandemic started. Oh, and I man. was in my, but the tickets were so expensive. Of course and I was they like, were. And I justify $13 a pint for ice cream. Yeah, but it's like, and I'm saying like $400. Damn. Like, and I was like, can I write it off? I talked to I talked to my accountant. I was like, can <laughs> I write it off if I go? And so that I could go to Model Land because like, I don't have the money, but maybe if I could write it off. Um, But he said, I of could. course you can write it like, off. This, yeah, this that's research. You're doing material on it. What kind of accountant do you have? I have that's to research. do, I got to do my work. This is crazy. I always write off Disneyland, by the way. Every time I go. I, always... I mean, you got to get your work done. Yeah. You got to yeah. look at things. <laughs> you, you are. Well, we know Model Land would have been a huge success if it weren't for the pandemic. So it's really a shame for Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been, been busting big, down the doors. Such a big problem for her. And I do feel really bad for her about it. Don't worry. She's getting that Dancers with the Stars. The Dancers with the Stars money. She's still hosting over there. I don't know why. But before we get into anything further, I've got a celebrity, well, movie conspiracy for you guys. Okay, Ooh. let's see what happens. Do you believe in... The fact that Forrest Gump died at the beginning of the movie. Oh, I love shit like this. This is, it is a fun one. I just want to say thank you so much, Ainsley, to set for sending this in. And I was like, this is something that I feel like we've all seen a hundred million times. I think anyone our age has seen Forrest Gump a hundred thousand times yeah. because it always played on USA. It was always playing on AMC. Like, I feel like on the weekend, I watched Forrest Gump at least once. Yeah. <laughs> no, weekend. always. I played, I just watch it. I had the VHS, the DVD, the Blu-ray, oh, the yeah. soundtrack. I love that movie. It was great. Uh, what, so they yeah. think he died on the bench? Okay, no. They think, so it's like, it's all like goes in the area. You know the feather in the beginning, yes. right? And that when he was running, when he had his magic shoes... And he was running away from the bullies in the car. And it is a fan theory that there's no way he could have outrun that car. And that the bullies caught up with him, beat him to death. And then the rest of the movie is what happened because there's no way that none of this would happen. Do you want to hear some of the of what they think and why it is? Yes, I need more. Okay. All right, but so, that's not the beginning, beginning of the movie. That's right when the right, first Tom But Hanks. that's when he dies, of quote, quote unquote. All right. Okay. Not in and Vietnam. Like for one, ma one major example that they believe that he's become a guardian angel. All right. One major example is when he joins the war. Forrest, being an only child and having a low IQ, would not have made him eligible or suitable for the army, even though there was a draft. He imagined himself being a great war hero had he grown up with the use of his legs. And you think about that, which weirdly enough kind of does make sense with everything with Bubba, and that if he was actually a guardian angel that was there to help people and have people see the light, 
that in war that he was around and doing that. He wouldn't have been eligible to play football in college because his IQ would have prevented him from getting into school in the first place, let alone having the grades to be able to play. I need you guys to know I have not fact-checked any of this. <laughs> I am just reading it off of the Reddit thread. Okay. He becomes an Olympic-level ping-pong player after never having trained a day in his life beforehand. Again, not possible. He, he becomes a sh- he did try. I mean, he did he train, trained, but you know what? Adultronomy train. Maybe he what? Maybe he couldn't have done it. Maybe he couldn't have done it. Eddie. He becomes a shrimp boat captain. It was the only boat to not get destroyed in the hurricane. He was actually the protector for it and Lieutenant Dan. And since Lieutenant Dan became a shrimp boat captain and made his peace with God, which is why he could talk to Forrest after the hurricane. Even Forrest mentions that he must have made his peace. Lieutenant Dan was able to talk to Forrest in the hospital as well, because he was most certainly near death after losing two limbs and probably a lot of blood. Forrest saves his life and allows him to live the rest of his life. He decides to run for three and a half years around the U.S., which is impossible as well. He runs around the world trying to find Jenny to save her, but can't find her. She calls, a.k.a. praise to him after reading about him in the paper, and he finally finds her. And then he marries Jenny. And allegedly, fa- spoiler alert, <laughs> and allegedly fathers a child with her. Forrest always seems to be there when Jenny needs him. I believe he is her guardian angel and watches over her until she dies. That is when they get married. She's reached heaven. She's finally, quote, come home to be with him after all those years. That is also when we see Lieutenant Dan again. He's died as well with his new wife after being murdered by someone in the VA that didn't agree with him being married to a Vietnamese woman. That is a bit of a stretch. A bit of a stretch because they all marry Vietnamese women. This is, I mean, this is like, I mean, I have a lot of uncles that did. I understand. And the I, entire movie, in last I love not least, that this theory is based on people being like, Forrest Gump, not a very realistic movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that the entire movie, happened. Jenny was inebriated in some form. She was hallucinating in conversations with Forrest, seeing what he could have become and wishing that he was still alive. Unseen! Is it real? <laughs> so everyone in the movie who talks to him and stuff they're all fantasizing about, like, he's not a ghost. Is it like a sixth sense situation where he's dead and, and Jenny and Dan can see him? Or is... Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, all right. Yeah, yeah, that. that they can see him because that's the whole thing. She's inebriated, so she can see him through the use of free bird as well as uh, drugs. And then I guess with Lieutenant Dan, maybe it's just the booze. You know, sometimes you see things when you're all boozed up and losing a lot of blood, I would imagine. But he wasn't there when she was standing on the balcony. He's not in that scene. He couldn't find her, Ed. But then, he then, then she should have died like that if this theory's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she knew he was out there. <laughs> she knew he was out there and she was waiting for him to save her. And he didn't, which is why she maybe stopped believing until she started praying again. Maybe she died right there then. Maybe she died there and the whole movie doesn't make any The whole movie is just them in purgatory. They're all dead. (laughs) They're all dead. They finally made her a bird so she could fly far, far away. I believe it. Forrest Gump, a movie about entirely dead people. Everyone's dead. Do you know why his last name's Gump? Because it's not realistic. What's that? Why why is his last last name's Gump? Because his greatest talent is his common sense, gumption. 
And, uh, I always loved that. I always loved. Oh, I thought it was going to be a joke. Eddie. I thought you were doing like, a, jo- yeah, a roast he's joke. Got yeah. Lumps uh, up in his gunch, and then no, he's got I would never gunk. insult Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing because you're going to have some chances to insult people on the list. Yeah, yeah! who's on the list? MJ, gotta Gotta have have that that list. list. 14 pairs of actors who hated working together so much they won't share the screen again. Oh, I love it. After, this one is so not that exciting, but after they worked. BuzzFeed is such, I like BuzzFeed's list sometimes because it's just so like, they're catty where you're like, did you guys make that up? (laughs) I think you guys made that up. I didn't even remember this about this show. After they worked together on 24, Freddie Prinze Jr. took a huge step back from acting because Kiefer Sutherland was the most unprofessional dude in the world. Oh my God. (laughs) That's like I once saw him scream at somebody outside the Roosevelt, so, you know, who knows? Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've heard he's not. I've heard that he's bad, that he's not a nice guy. I do just love this quote underneath it. That's not me talking trash. I'd say it to his face. I think everyone that's worked with him has said that. Freddie yeah, Prince well, Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. I'm going to pack you know up my shit well. and you won't even notice that I don't act for the next 20 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nobody knows. <laughs> everyone always needs an excuse once they've stopped doing whatever they Yeah, doing. exactly. Oh, my career, it stopped <laughs> when I uh, when I did 24 for reasons of my own choosing. So you chose to not make millions of dollars anymore because Kiefer Sutherland was kind of an asshole? Is that really... Because I don't know if that's true. His first name's Kiefer. Do we expect him to be nice? And he's from, like... He's from Hollywood royalty. Yeah. Of course he's going to be an asshole. Not, I mean, be. I wish that they wouldn't be, but we all know usually they are. Yeah, how could he not be? But Sylvester Stallone said that Richard Gere was fired from the Lords of Flatbush because they got into a physical fight after Gere got mustard on Stallone's pants Ah! while they were eating lunch together in the back of a Toyota. I will say that this is 100% true. The Lords of Flatbush, (laughs) Sylvester Stallone and Richard Gere are, are known. They fucking hate each other and it's because of this and it was down to like uh like because they were so pissed off at each other that when he got mustard on his pants he thought he did it on purpose and i remember what like reading through like a line by line of like sylvester stallone talking about what happened and how he's like yeah it seems like i was being out of control but you don't even understand what you gear been doing entire time <laughs> Also, Richard Gere is not, you know, I'm not buying him as a as a local thug. Yeah, he shouldn't have been a Lords of Flatbush. He's yeah. too pretty. They had to keep Stallone. So, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? He's the officer and the gentleman. What are you talking about? He shouldn't be in Lords of Flatbush. Yeah, no. no, no. But this one is really spicy. Julia Roberts called her I Love Trouble co-star Nick Nolte completely disgusting. Yeah. And they had so much trouble getting along on set that they filmed most of their scenes together with stand-ins. Hold my hot dogs. (laughs) 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 Who got it? This is the mustard story. This is- <laughs> it makes me <laughs> it makes me sad though because although I will say oh the perk up I get every time I see the Prince of Tides mentioned in the Sopranos yes I said the Sopranos one more time <laughs> um, but Nick Nolte makes me so hurt so bad because I love Babs so much and I don't know if you have have you guys seen the Prince of Tides yeah yeah when I was a kid no. I. I really been wanting to watch it again. It's Nick Nolte and Barbara Streisand and like they have a tumultuous relationship essentially. And um, 
I hope that he wasn't an asshole to Barbara Streisand. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's on and off. It depends if he's on the booze or not, from what I hear yeah. with Nolte. You know, but he's just worn down to the bone at this point. Yeah. I can't believe he's still around. <laughs> My um, Here's a fun little story for you. Growing up in uh, South Florida, there was a, a police officer who used to hang out with us uh, that lived down the street. He was a motorcycle cop. We called him Corrupt Carl. And uh, <laughs> and he stole Nick Nolte's wife when I was kids. We couldn't believe it. Like what? right around the time of I Love Trouble, to be honest with you. And he like he like pulled what? over Nick Nolte's wife, like found her to be a tra- and then like started like dating her on the sly. What? And then they ended up getting wow. divorced. Yeah, corrupt, so corrupt Carl. Cor- this all could be corrupt Carl's fault. <laughs> Maybe he was just in a bad mood. He is a corrupt cop to his motorcycle cop. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you do a good Nick Nolte. Oh, that is I, a good uh, Nick Nolte. <laughs> but how about this one? While they were filming Batman Forever, Tommy Lee Jones told Jim Carrey that he hates him because he, quote, cannot sanction his buffoonery. Yeah, Tommy Lee, I, I've heard this one before. Tommy Lee Jones is a notorious humbug. You know, he never never has a good time on set. If anyone jokes around, he's such a schmuck about it. You know who his college roommate was? Who? Uh, w. Uh, yeah, George, yeah, George W. Bush. Yeah. He will like he's rolled with a bunch of like the old school people as well and I know that he's notoriously um an asshole especially on set. But I will say it does seem like Jim Carrey was also enticing a bit of the assholeness as well of what I've read into of like, he's like, oh, oh, you don't want me to be silly? Okay. And then just upped it even more. So um, the war between them was definitely hot on set. Yeah. Also, Tom Lee Jones is like half his face was painted purple. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, just, you're, you know, you're have a, a buffoon, time. sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think this is going to be our last one on the list. After they worked together on Cop Out, Kevin Smith called Bruce Willis, quote, the unhappiest, most bitter, and meanest emo bitch I've ever met at any job I've held down. Damn. I just, like, I want to see what happened. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think it's fun. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. They were filming that out in Ridgewood. I walk, We walked by it at that diner by the train. Really? They were, yeah, they filmed They filmed some of the scenes of Cop out there. I remember walking past it one day. And this picture that's on the list is actually 
from that triangle right off yes. the uh, Myrtle Wyckoff stop. That's exactly where they are in this picture of the two of them together. And you know it's old because uh, Kevin Smith still got all the weight on. And I love that he said that Willis fostered an unpleasant and unproductive work environment and that the shoot was fun and fruitful when he wasn't there. Um, As someone yeah, who has worked tracks, with Bruce yeah. Willis, I will say that he is uh, he will not prepare at all he refuses to prepare he like it's he wings most things but he's also uh he was also a lot of fun in the writers room i will say he just showed up and started playing the harmonica they told a couple jokes and left i was like all right we'll get this written (laughs) (laughs) great to have some input okay no you're gonna all right well there he goes (laughs) harmonica with him because that's really what you need in a writer's room you know more harmonica i think that it just i think it's a great way to get the feelings flowing um really get those juices out there on the page um i don't think that's actually true and before i get into um the blind items i did want to say eddie part thank you so much for being here yes but part of the reason why you came on here was for us to talk about the roast this coming sunday and i'd like to the talk great about mugshot roast last yes. podcast network presents the great mugshot roast that's going to be on twitch on the lpn twitch channel this sunday coming up right now uh 9 12 uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. Check it out. It's basically we're gonna have all the um, all the roundtable uh, people on. You know, Jackie, Ben, Marcus, Henry, uh, Holden. If he can make it, he's got a baby. Oh, I gave him an ounce. And uh, Amber, and we're and we're gonna be roasting some mugshots. Volunteers only, by the way, with these mugshots. That's great set policy. Up, yes, we because you know at first I wanted to do this. It was presented because. On Roundtable, we always like kind of make fun of the mugshots, you know, uh, of all the weird news stories we did. But I figure when we did this, also this is all in support for the last prisoner project uh, who get people out of jail who are in there on marijuana charges and help them assimilate back into society. It's a great organization. As someone who went to jail for marijuana, this is very near and dear to my heart. It's ridiculous that people are in for the one drug that makes you peaceful. Um, but I wanted to make sure that like, at first I was like, oh, we'll just roast mugshots, you know, and then I thought about it and it's punching down, you know? And so it's volunteer only. We put it up on the Facebook group. We got a huge response. I love that. Like 70 people sent us their mugshots. Uh, they're all signing releases. Uh, so anything you see, it's not, they are volunteers. And so we're only going to make fun of uh, the people who donate. And like, we're going to have Jeff Ross on. And I got a lot of special appearances by Jermaine Fowler, Alana Glazer, and uh, Namesh Patel, and a whole bunch. And I have a whole segment of roast writers just annihilating my mugshot. <laughs> That's going to be the main thing. I'm just, I'm putting myself on the chopping block and we're going to raise some money to get some stoners out of jail. Because uh, that's what's most important. No one deserves to be in jail for drugs, much less marijuana. And so it it needs to, it's a very important cause to my heart. And uh, I hope uh, I hope you guys tune in. And if you don't tune in, if you're busy, you know, for some reason, uh, it's going to be available. We're going to post it up on the Twitch page so you can keep watching. You can keep donating uh, as time goes on. Uh, the goal is five grand, but uh, who knows what we'll make. And I just, you know... I, it's one of those things where I sat around. I'm like, I got to start putting my, you know, 
my money where my mouth is. Hell yeah. You know, if I'm always going to talk about this stuff, about, you know, how horrible, like, jail is and, and people going to jail. I have friends that went to jail for marijuana for six months, like, close friends. It's messed up. Mm-hmm. It's unfair. And it just shouldn't exist. And so we're going to we're gonna try and get some people out. And this is, uh, so come, check it out. It shows free. If you don't have money, you can still watch the show. And uh, we'll ha- we're gonna have a good time. Jackie's gonna be there. We're gonna I'll make be fun there. Of my I'll make japes. Yeah, and we'll have a good time. I'm very excited for this. It's, it's a lot such of work a good idea. Here. It's such a great idea for a show. I've never worked so hard for free in my whole life. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? You had to read through all the articles I fucking sent you for this week. I appreciate it. Oh man, know what I love about all these showbiz articles? They're like eight paragraphs long, tops. Yeah, I'm yeah, used to reading yeah. shit about fucking Afghanistan, and I was like, oh, this is a breeze. Yeah, they <laughs> I don't get have right to learn to any point. foreign policy or like <laughs> lots of pictures. They get. I mean, that's why when I say. I look at this stuff every day I do and it's because I mean it's pretty easy yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> I like reading through it and I I get lost in it though that's the problem but again that so all of the proceeds are going to the last prisoner project that's the last prisoner project.org um, if you want to check it out before Sunday and again Sunday 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the last podcast network Twitch um, I'm really excited nice. and I'm I'm excited to be a part of it Hell Hell yeah. Also, if you want to send your mugshot in last minute, you can mugshotroast at gmail.com. Go ahead and uh, email us your mugshot at mugshotroast at gmail.com. And Eddie, you think you guys are going to do this again or are you going to see how it goes? I mean, it's a lot of work. Um, yeah, 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 so we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Maybe we'll make it annual. I purposely didn't say first annual because I don't know how much this is going to take out of me. I just know I want to do it. And I'm sure there's plenty of other, other organizations we can do shows for in the future as well. You know, like, Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I almost feel bad raising money for this when Texas is in such shambles. But what do you got to do? You know, we got to do what we can um, in any way that we can. And also look up the Lilith Fund if you are able to. I uh, donated. There are many other. Yep. And I did as well. And if there are and and keep your eye on it, let's stay vigilant. We have to stay aware. And um, that is all I'm going to say about that before I get into. Oh, 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 oh. What happened, Jackie? Oh, Jackie? What's going on, Jackie? Jackie, oh, Jackie think, what happened? I think I'm going blind. Oh. Items. <laughs> oh, we can't see them. What happened yeah. when you go? I can't see oh, them. What happened? I can't oh, read the eyes. <laughs> um, This is you're gonna. I think you're gonna get this one pretty fast because it's something we were recently discussing. This A-list host slash producer slash model crashed and burned in her last business endeavor. Took millions of investor dollars with her. But sure, everyone should jump on her latest business. Tyra, Tyra, Tyra. If it wasn't for the pandemic, I'm telling you, Model Land would just be the most bustling. It would have replaced Disneyland by now. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, though, because, of course, none of the investors got any of their money back. But what I didn't realize is that she's opening a Smize Cream shop in the same abandoned abandoned mall. Good, use it. In Santa Monica, where Model Land was supposed to be. It's so always yeah, good to just... open a store in an abandoned mall. It's always... Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> keeps you gotta do it something with fun. an abandoned mall. Yeah, <laughs> it, 
<laughs> it got to do something with it. And um, this one, I think, is more for an MJ. Ooh. And it does break my heart a little bit, but it does make a lot of sense. There are a lot of fake cooking shows out there. But this one involving a very popular star who has never done the food thing before might top them all. There's someone off camera coaching the A-list home improvement celebrity. <gasps> Wait, a new, Kim somebody Kardashian? who hasn't done cooking before, but who has a new show? Yeah, it's on Discovery Plus. Is it Joanna Gaines? It is JoJo. Yeah. yeah. And do you ever watch any of, uh, of JoJo and Chip? Um, home improvement shows. No, Fixer no, upper. no, not at all. No, <laughs> they're possibly really evil, but we don't know quite how evil they could be. Yeah, they're like a charming slash probably very homophobic family uh, oh. that we spend a lot of time being like, oh, we love them, and then we've gradually had to distance ourselves from them yeah. because we think that they might be very bad, and then sometimes they're like, no, 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 we're not bad. No, you're just we love you're everyone. against the church that we support, yes, but we're yes. not bad. And like We individually support Target for hiring trans people, even though our church doesn't think they're people. You know, it's like bad. It's, it seems bad. We used to talk about Chip and JoJo a lot. A lot. Yeah. We both kind of watched them talk about falling from grace. They've fallen from grace, but Honestly, you know, politics aside, she is biting off more than she can chew. I want you to watch you design a living room. I don't want to watch you bake cupcakes. I've got other people I watch for that. I don't want to watch you cook. That's not what I'm here for, Joanna Gaines. I'm sorry. I'm here to watch you roll your eyes at your husband and, you know, put some shiplap on it and call it a day. Yeah. It's also, you know, it's Hollywood. You know, they're going <laughs> to... Every reality show is scripted. Uh, you know, like this is you know, it's fine. Not Pioneer yeah. Woman. She has ever since the pandemic has filmed has filmed her show with her children as her crew in her home. In her home, I so, love Pioneer Woman. I mean, it's her home. It's like her <laughs> sprawling estate ranch. But, yes, that her sexy husband works during the day. But they, the kids are there. They're cooking together. They're eating together. They're they made a whole show about the wedding. So some people really do it for real, Eddie. Just not Joanna Gaines. All right. No, not Joanna Gaines. And um, this show, I'm going to say it, it's boring. It's <laughs> called Magnolia Table with jo Joanna Gaines. And I watched an episode of it on Discovery Plus. And I was like, okay, well, now yeah. I'm just, yeah, I don't Is need Chip to Is Chip there? Or is it just her? No, it's her. It's her show. You know, you I know, you know, I, I love a Joanna Gaines. I think she's, I mean, again, politics aside, I think she is a, she's a, a very hot Pretty charismatic person on Fixer Upper. I have zero interest in watching her host a show herself. She's just does. It's just not. That's just not. Again, not what we're here for. We're here for you and your marriage, where you seem like you both love each other. That's really the most enjoy the other. best thing you can say about this couple, Eddie, is that they are a married couple who seem to really enjoy each other. That have had the like reason eight to children watch and still like lust for each other. Yes, like, good for you. It is the the single reason that people watch the show is because they are a married couple who really actively loves each other. Yes, and I don't want to watch her cook. Scenes from but marriage. But would you watch this reboot? Two of the stars of a spinoff from a long, long, long-running network show would probably agree to do another spinoff. They just absolutely refuse to star in it together. Now, this is a reboot that I, I know that we've discussed it on here a couple of times. I'm excited about the reboot because I want to watch it. So 
old school, great, amazing sitcom. The original is a spinoff from the big sitcom that became another big sitcom. It's Frasier. Is it? Yeah. It is Frasier. Who won't, they won't work together, him and- uh... Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce refuse to work together. And really? I immediately take Di- David Hyde Pierce's side, even though I don't know anything about him, but we do know a lot more about Kelsey Grammer, and I don't like Kelsey Grammer. He had but a rough I think life. I still have he to had watch a rough the life. Reboot. Led to drinking. I know, I know, and it's rough, and I think that, like, I, I hope he's gotten better, and maybe he will now that he's going to be making this reboot money, but David I. Pierce isn't going to be in it. Yeah, you know, what has he done recently? What's, what's, where's he been? <laughs> I mean, I know he, like, he's a big uh, Broadway guy, and I know that he was recently in um, some movie that I saw on the cover, and he looked very scary. Yeah, the perfect toast. No, that was oh my god, that was eleven years ago. Yeah, he was. Where a am I? How <laughs> old am I? <laughs> I know. You no, know, he just did that movie. I definitely referred to fifteen-year-old movies as yeah, that new movie with. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sad. Um, I guess I maybe just I think. It's because we just watched Vampires Kiss. I he it, there's a lot. He wasn't a lot for a long time, but I know that he became more of a Broadway person for a long time, mm-hmm. and um, now refusing to do it. But I guess that I, I guess we're not. Are you guys not on David Hyde Pierce's side? I mean, just suck it up. Who cares? It's it's. We all want to see it. You know, they they can figure it out. I hope that. Yeah, who knows? Do. Go to an intervention together. Let's see what happens. The police <laughs> did it. The police. I can't imagine together. Kelsey Grammer would do it though. Weren't they gonna do it? I thought this was already. Oh, happening. they're doing it. They're doing it with Kelsey Grammer, not David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, and the dad's dead, and the dog's dead. Oh, John Mahoney. Who gives a shit? Dad Why are we? Who wants to watch dead. this? I'd rather watch Cheers. Have them go back oh, to Cheers. Do reboot please Cheers. Please give me more Cheers. Please give me more Cheers. Now, I would watch that reboot. In a fucking heartbeat, I'd watch that fucking reboot. Yeah, but that makes, makes more sense. You're right, because if you're losing David Hyde Pierce and the dog and the dad, it's like, it's going to be sad. It's going to be like one of those sad reunions where everyone's just reminded of how much time has passed. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's just going to be him by himself. I want to see Cheers. I would see, let's bring it, honestly... That's like the first thing Woody Harrelson ever did. I can't believe that like that was so long for him. The only thing is it's going to be hard to bring back Christy Allen. Yeah, I think that they could leave her probably by the wayside. <laughs> in fact, I just saw, I guess, a meme that has been going around for a long time because, uh, I, you know, of course, I've been, wa- I've been watching the Golden Girls really kind of for the first time, so I've been really getting into it. And it makes me think of when they do the Calvin and Hobbes like in the future of like when Calvin's on his deathbed I'm not gonna start talking about it cause you know I cry every time <laughs> and he like gives Hobbes to his son and it's just like a whole I can't think about it <laughs> um, and then I read this meme where in the Golden Girls of like imagining like a like a 15 minute sequel where Betty White is shown and she's in front of the graves of the three co-stars and like because apparently in season four episode 22 when the women were talking about getting older when Betty White says what happens when there's only one of us left and then it cuts to her in front of the gravestones and she stands up and smiles down at the tombstones before she turns away to leave she whispers thank you for being a friend and even just I'm about to fucking burst oh my god that'd be a great Um, viral (laughs) video 
And then she eats Snickers and turns into like a younger person. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I needed. Yeah. Um, But that's not what we're talking about here. I'm I can see again through the tears. I can see. see (laughs) Thank you. He see through the tears. I can see it through the tears. Um, Do you guys want to sing the shout out song with me? Yeah. Shout. 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 Shout it out. These are the emails that you wrote in about. Come on. We're gonna read them to you. Come on. It's slower every week. Yeah, I like it dirge like. I think it really brings a good element into it. Caroline. All the guys would say that she's mighty fine. It's Caroline's birthday. And her husband, Alex, has an adorable and beautiful B-Day message for her. My hot as fuck wife just turned 31, and she spent the last decade fighting debilitating mental health issues and overall mean-ass treatment of ambitious young women, and now achieved her dream of becoming a registered dietitian at a major hospital. Congrats! She spent the last year giving every ounce of her humongous heart and tireless work ethic to keep COVID patients alive and trying to stay positive while watching so many of her patients die. All the while, she started her own organization to provide dietetic supports to adults with severe disabilities who can't feed themselves. She cares so much that to her, battling a global pandemic wasn't doing enough. I tell her every day that she is the strongest, coolest, hottest, baddest baddie ever, but it would mean the world to hear it from you, too. Her only flaw is her huge crush on Holden. Ew! Caroline, I love you so much. I need cardiac diet tips so my heart doesn't explode. And now I'm in love with you, too, Caroline. Hell yeah, you are the hottest, baddest baddie ever, and I love it. Happy birthday! And to beautiful Rachel. It was your birthday on September 5th, and Mitch did get it in before your birthday. I need you to know that. But we didn't record until after it, but Mitch says... I'd like to give a shout out to my amazing girlfriend, Rachel. She's a huge fan of the podcast and it would be amazing if you could give her a shout out for her birthday on September 5th. She's a wonderful and beautiful person and the most amazing teacher to her students. Happy birthday, Rachel. Bitch loves you. And oh my God, what? Double Virgos. And here I thought a Taurus and a Leo together were head to head. I got a birthday shout out to a couple of lovebird Virgos. Katie's birthday's on September. September 15th and BJ's is on September 12th and I want to say thank you so much for the love. I hope y'all have the best 22nd and 23rd birthdays and I hope you're in a city where you can obviously safely enjoy it. Get out there and party y'all's asses off you adorable dub Virgos but also be safe but also have fun. Ugh, even more adorable alerts coming in out. Katie has written in a shout-out for her girlfriend, Brooke, and is also making a video of shout-outs for her for her big 3-0, and I love this. Katie says, all right, here it is for the video. Brooke is the most wonderful person I know. She has this ability to bring anyone out of the darkness. She can change the mood in a room just by saying hi. Her light-hearted personality and impeccable humor can even make even the grumpiest person crack a smile. She just has that way about her. If she can take a pessimist like me to make me see more silver linings, 
while she can do anything. I'm her biggest fan, and I couldn't be more proud of her. Thank you for the hours of entertainment, education, and Muppet love. I love you, Katie, and I love you, Brooke, and I hope you have a wonderful 30th birthday. <gasps> and we have a hybrid birthiversary shout-out. Seth wrote in a beautiful message to his wife, Megan. He says, we've been together for 15 years this September 12th. Mazel, mazel, mazel. And her birthday is the 21st. And I do love it. Do you remember the 21st night of September? How many times did you guys play that at your, oh no, it's birthday, right? How many times did you play it at your birthday parties? I can't even imagine. Happy anniversary and happy birthday to the most beautiful, hilarious, and caring woman I've ever known. All this time with you has been nothing but smiles and happiness, and I want to keep doing it forever. You are truly the fucking best. And also, Megan, you and I share an eternal flame for David Krumholtz to the point where we have a drinking game we play every year when we watch the Santa Claus. So if you could please throw out a Bernard, Bernard, he makes us hard. And now I need to thank you guys both for a belated birthday gift to old Jackers because I'm going to do the same thing that I will drink while watching the Santa Claus. You ready, Linda? We're drinking through the claws this year. Thank you so much, Seth, for writing in uh, about your beautiful wife, Megan. We have another shout out from Rosa. She's written in a shout out and has been listening to the show for six years. Thank you so much. Yes, we all had to grow up sometime, but I'm glad that we were doing it together. And you sent in a message for your cousin, Aureli. Also, sidebar to you, I don't know if it's Aureli or Aureli because I knew someone named Aureli, so I'm not sure how she says it. But both, I'm concluding both of them, and I won't cut this part out because faults never make you a bad person. I would love it if you could shout out to my cousin Aureli on her big 30th birthday. You are one of the sweetest, most kind and compassionate people I know. You're always there to help those in need and giving people a shoulder to lean on. The past year has been a roller coaster and I know there were tough times, but you came out of it stronger than ever. And I never doubted you would. I'm so glad you are finally joining me in the 30s club so I can stop feeling like a senior citizen when we go out. Here's to many more years of love, support, and debauchery. Hell yeah, y'all have the best fucking time! And oh my god, I love... It's a brother to sister shout-out! You know I love this! You've melted my heart! Estes wants to send a shout-out to his sister Desi, who introduced him to LPN! He says, she's done more than just introduce me to forms of entertainment I listen to every single day at work. She's become an adult. A real adult. That's something incredible because I remember the 16-year-old bowls of cereal under her bed, fall asleep with lit candles, never could keep matched socks, Desi. I know the struggles she went through in her teenage and college years, and I know how hard she worked through it all and grew from it to become the biggest badass out there. She's always been there for me even when I was a little punk, guided me through my own struggles with my mental health, and showed me nothing but constant support. And I know I said it earlier, but I can't stress how she's always been there for me. She's made me the happiest little brother in the world. I'm extremely proud that I can call her my sister. I love you so much. Oh, my heart is melting. I love you both. We've got one more shout out for you. And guys, thank you so much again. You can send in your shout outs to 
page seven podcast seven the number at gmail.com it's page seven podcast at gmail.com and maddie i need you to know i am so fucking proud of you maddie wrote in with a self shout out because september marks the one-year anniversary of their psychotic hospitalization they said my mental health was at an all-time low i made the decision that i needed help i was terrified but i'm so incredibly thankful for that choice i made things aren't perfect But this is the most stable I've been in probably ever, and I have the tools necessary to deal with the issues when they arise. Since leaving the hospital, I've gotten a better job, I graduated with my bachelor's in forensic psychology, and I finally know that I'm worthy of good things, and I matter to those in my life. I'm so proud of you, Maddie. Thank you for getting help, and thank you for hopefully inspiring others to do the same by sharing your story. I love you guys so much, and thank you so much for the shout-outs. It fills me with joy. And even if you just send an email just to say hi to me, I read them every week and it always makes me smile. I love you guys so much. Page7podcast at gmail.com. Ah, it just makes me smile. And thank you so much, Edward Larson, for joining us on this week's Page seven. I really appreciate it so much. I'm so excited to do the roast with you. And, um, you know, I miss Holden, but I've been having so much fun changing it up. Thank you for having me. It makes me so happy to be here. I enjoy it probably more than you do. It's uh... <laughs> well, I can definitely say that. No! No! I love having you here in your closet. It's so nice. Yes, yeah. yes. I love, I love to be the sweaty boy. That you all deserve. (laughs) (laughs) You traded out one sweaty sweaty boy boy. for another. (laughs) Yeah, we're a bunch of sweaty boys here. (laughs) And Eddie, again, so the last podcast network, Twitch, this Sunday, September 12th at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's right. The great mugshot roast. Come and check it out. Lots of of big names on it. All your favorite, uh, not all of them, but most of the round table is going to be there. And uh, I'm going to interview each one of them. We're going to tear apart my mugshot. I'll tell you the story of how that went down one more time. And uh, we just got to get these stoners out of jail. They don't deserve it. It's, you know, it's the one drug that makes you peaceful. I can't uh, I can't tell you enough. Also, check out the Brighter Side uh, podcast I do on the last podcast network with uh, my co-host, Miss Amber Nelson, wonderful human being. Uh, we got a diaries edition coming out this week. I'm going to talk Ooh. about, we're both going to talk about getting on stage again and what that's been like for us. Hell yeah. Because uh, I just did a weekend in Florida and it was great. I did a great job, but now I need jokes that aren't about Florida. Uh, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and also uh, hit me up if you want access to the Eddie Tunes two hour radio hour. Uh, you could DM me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm at Eddie Tunes underscore on Twitter, at Eddie Tunes on Instagram. Uh, check that out, and I will share with you my new super secret. I haven't told anyone about it. Radio show. Uh. <laughs> I love this radio show. Please hit him up. It is. Very, I love that you're keeping it underground. Yes. It's all I feel very, very special. Silly. Being like having the files, it feels like it's my. Google Drive show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's Eddie's Google Drive. And again, what was the email again, Eddie? Uh, the email, if you want to send in your mugshots, uh, send it to mugshotroast at gmail.com. And you will be receiving a, uh, a, a release form. 
and you got to sign that release form and get it back to us or your mugshot will not be on the show uh, because we want to make sure that everyone is officially a volunteer and not sending in other people's mugshots and stuff like that. So uh, sign your release form. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. I guarantee it'll be worth it. There's going to be some really cool acts on there like the Felice Brothers, uh, Start Making Sense, the greatest... Uh, a Talking Heads cover band is going to be doing a short set. You know, we're going to talk to some, also some professionals, uh, some very smart people in this field trying to get people out of jail. Uh, it's all for the Last Prisoner Project. Let's uh, let's raise some money for these people. We love hell them so yeah, much. hell yeah. I like it because it's on Sunday afternoon, just like when you guys used to record roundtable. Absolutely, oh, it is. Hammered. Do we have to get hammered? I'll get hammered. Well, <laughs> get well hammered? I'll put you on later because I don't want to start drinking till the end. All right. <laughs> All right. I gotta be on okay. my toes for three hours potentially. So uh, <laughs> you know when you when you hit your mid thirties, you have to have a reason of like, wait, I'll yeah, no, I'll, I'll drink. Can I drink? <laughs> Get me a bucket of tecates. Yeah. <laughs> and my name is Jackie Zabrowski. You follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm, and come check out um, my Twitch channel. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh no, it's Jackie. Um, tonight, because this episode comes out on Thursday, we'll be doing or have our style high club with the personal stylist, Lisa Rose. Come in with your questions. You'll leave with some answers and a smile on your face. I love it. And, and MJ. I'm MJ and I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. Yeah, yes. you is. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much again, Eddie. And we will talk to you next week. Peace. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.